Welcome to the Entrepreneurial CPA Show, where we take that deep dive in knowledge needed to break free of the box and become the world-changing entrepreneur we know that all of you want to be. And as always, we got to hit you up with the theoretical and practical skills, little yin and yang, so you can punch above your weight. As always, your co-hosts with the most are here to help you on this journey. And we've got one of our favorite shows. You know, this time of year, it's taxis, it's busy season. We're going to be talking about being tired of taxes, because we know you are. It's only January, and you're already tired of taxes. And this episode is brought to you by the National Association of Certified Validators and Analysts, or NACVA, much shorter and easier. For the past 30 years, they've helped thousands of CPAs establish their authority in matters of value and become today's financial super consultants. Because I know we all want to be a super consultant. We talk about that all the time. So we talk about being tired of taxes. We've got some repeat guests here. We're joined by Rebecca Smith, Director of Forensic and Dispute Advisory Services for GBQ Consulting. Very nice title, much fancier than tax manager. And C. Zachary Myers, CPA, CBA of the one and only C. Zachary Myers, PLC. Great to have both of you back here in January talking about being tired of taxes. And it's the new year. So everybody watching, don't forget, there'll be a link below at the end. Go to the NACVA's webpage, and as a special right now, you'll get 10% off training on your first course to obtaining your CVA. So let's talk about, Dr. Sean, what do you think? Tired of taxes? Is it time to make a change? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, because uh, obviously the whole idea of, of tax season is almost like a nightmare right, for, for most folks that are a part of it. And so really any ways, any options, any alternate career paths to help folks that are currently doing taxes to move out of doing taxes, right? Because, you know, uh, taxes are obviously a very important part of the accounting conversation and they have to be done right, correctly, on time, all the rest. But there are so many more options for individuals out there. And so really sort of to kick off the whole conversation here today is really so what's the biggest upside for our two guests here uh and uh zach uh the biggest upside from a work point of view from moving outside of taxes to doing more sort of valuation based work well it's probably the, the, the pay and the freedom the pay um, and the freedom. All right, done. That's it. Yeah. All right, show's <laughs> over. That's it. Yeah, like the, the only real, you know, I don't do tax returns, you know, rare, you know, really, I, I will view them, you know, daily. And usually when someone ever is sending me a tax return, it's not to prepare it, but to put it in evaluation or something like that. But generally 1099s is all I'm dealing with as far as from a tax standpoint, they're, they're my own from last year. You know, you start to receive those. That's a good feeling as far as, you know, instead of compiling them for somebody else. But, you know, it's uh, the freedom and the, and the pay is, is mm. the, the biggest thing for me. All right. All right. I mean, obviously, right. And I do think that you actually pointed out something that's very in, important, right? Um, and sort of pointing out the fact that even – if you move out of doing tax returns or tax prep directly, I mean, all of us are always involved sort of in this tax conversation, right? Even if we've moved directly out of, you know, uh, doing returns, you know, one after the other, after the other, you, we are going to be sort of involved in that broader tax conversation, right? And so uh, uh, Becca, 
um, from a work point of view, right? Moving to the director of uh, forensic accounting and sort of world domination, right? Right. Um, it's a, sort of the biggest upside for um, you from moving from a tax manager role um, to your current role. Yeah. The biggest work. Yeah. Yeah. From a perspective, um, you know, we always talk about uh, we kind of did this um, Simon's how oh, Simon Sinek. I think I'm saying his name wrong. Um, no, but, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He does this great thing. Um, it's a YouTube video. It's like a 12 or 15 minute clip, but he talks about the why. Um, and so I have, Zach and I are kind of in different firm, different size firms. Um, and I'm in a firm of almost 200 people. And I think Zach, you're, you've got a slightly smaller group. Um, so I have a group of people that we sat down and we talked about like why, like why accounting, why do we do what we do? Um, because the consulting area, and in particular, if you're in any of the consulting area where there's disputes, can be a lot of pressure. Um, and, you know, people are kind of always taking shots at you and reviewing your work and, you know, you know, well, you didn't do this right or your cap rates were not right. Um, and so, or you're doing a divorce and that seems a little, you know, who wants to do divorce work? Um, and so we sort of sat down and and took Simon's methodology and talked about the why of what we do. Um, so kind of to your question. And what we came up with is that we believe numbers are a powerful way to solve problems for people. And tax is still a little bit more compliant. There's actually a huge, I think, consulting aspect to tax as well. But for the most part, you know, a lot of what you do in tax is compliance. Um, what we do over on the valuation and the consulting side is we help people solve problems. Um, and that's really rewarding. I, I find that to be one of the most um, energizing things about what we do. If someone comes to you and they're in the midst of a divorce and you can find a way to use math to help get them past that. Um, if you can use, you know, sort of your superpowers to help someone in commercial litigation you know, get done with that, resolve that issue, and get back to the business of running their business. Um, so for me, the rewards um, far out, you know, sort of outweigh what the rewards for, were for me when I was doing taxes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, for me, that's a huge benefit. Um, you know, the other thing is uh, I really enjoy the aspect, sort of the entrepreneurial aspect of this business. Um, I started the practice at GBQ. I built the practice on my own at GBQ. Um, and so it, for me, it's like, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit of getting to go out and find work and work with clients and build that practice um, was a really big challenge, but also an, an incredible reward when it was successful. That's great. And I think part of that reward is you move away from being tired of taxes. It's the work side like you talk about, you're that superhero now. Well, Rebecca, like on the personal side, how has this helped you have a better life? Because there's the two sides to all of us. There's work and there's home life. How has it helped you outside of work be more happy and be a better superhero outside of the office? Yeah. So, um, you know, the busy season for, and I've prepared taxes for uh, eight years. So, you know, the busy season for tax season, you know, historically has been January through April. And then you ramp up again in September and then you ramp up again for your own planning. And I see it with my partners and uh, my colleagues that surround me because we have a large tax practice. Um, I think what I enjoy um, about this from the personal aspect is the flexibility. And 
you know, you might have a busy season also, but it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be because you've got a really heavy caseload in June and, you know, there's a week or two where you're sprinting. Um, but the ebbs and flows are a little less prolonged, I find. Uh, there's not three and a half months of busy season. It's maybe a couple of weeks and then your schedule will break up. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of unpredictability around when you're going to be busy because you don't know when the phone's going to ring. Um, but I find that it's maybe a little bit more steady throughout the year. And, and the other aspect of this is, and I'm not sure whether I would attribute all of this to consulting, some of it is technology. Um, but, uh, you know, I have found with this work that I can do it from anywhere. And, um, you know, just to get a little personal with it, last year my dad was pretty ill and I spent a lot of time not in Columbus, but in Northwest Ohio, you know, with him and with my laptop. And, you know, I think if it had been tax season in January through April, that wouldn't have been some time that I could have gotten with him. Um, and so the flex, that flexibility, I think Zach mentioned that word earlier, um, you know, allowed me to be there and spend some time with my family that maybe I would not have normally been able to, um, particularly if it had fallen kind of in like the really roughest part of the season. And that's so important because you never get that time back. So this, this tire of taxes pivot for you had a profound impact on your life and that time to be with your father at the end, which is remarkable. So, you know, with that kind of going from the opposite end, the parent to Zach, you and I were talking about having young kids. How is this pivot being of tired of taxes and work with the NACV helped you spend more time with your young kids and enjoy life outside of work more than ever before? Well, you know, I, I can, I can say I've done both. Uh, I've done the taxes with kids and then I've done the not doing taxes with kids consulting part. The consulting part is way better. You know, it's hard to balance life and work. Um, and you'll never really completely achieve that full balance. You can only just try to, to balance it out. But, you know, when you don't have to be somewhere from eight to five or nine to five or six or whatever, and I was always the, the guy that would work longer than I needed to, you know, and come home to a, a angry wife and, you know, not seeing your family nearly as much as you need to. Um, this type of, uh, you know, the CVA, business valuation, litigation support, it not only tends to pay better, but your, your schedule, your flexibility, like uh, Rebecca said, I can work from anywhere. You know, I, I, you know, I submit reports electronically, you know, I can work from inside of my car on my laptop if I have to, you know, right, right before we started taping, I was feeding my son a bottle. I mean, that, you can't beat that. And, you know, life is hard and things happen, you know people pass, family members, you have kids, uh, things just, you know, tend to compile the older we get. And this sort of lifestyle enables a lot of freedom that I have enjoyed thoroughly. And, it, and it's important for your overall happiness to try to balance that out. Because if you just work, 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 mundane, same stuff as you did last year, and the year before that, and the year before that, I, I just don't think that's healthy. Uh, I think the, uh, the opportunities in, in business valuation, litigation support, um, it's a lot more family friendly than you would think. Um, you, you, I tend to live off of deadlines. As soon as I get a case, I'm like, okay, where's the scheduling order? When do I have to have this submitted by? When I got to be in court? When is my deposition? You tell me those things up front, and then it's up to me to balance it out. Just you know, meet my deadlines, and you know, if I don't, I don't have to get up at, at any particular time. Uh, I don't have to stop working at any particular time. It's fantastic. Very nice. So. Then Zach, given all of that and this freedom, this flexibility, 
when are you going to open up C. Zachary Myers PLLC like on a Caribbean beach in like Aruba? When is when's that office open? <laughs> the good thing is it, I, it could be open right now. I mean, I can work from anywhere. I could be, okay. you know, where your domicile doesn't really matter. You know, I, I, I frequently am in the courthouse parking lot, you know, holding board meetings or, or on a conference call in my car, you know, right before I'm getting ready to testify. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, the world's getting more and more, you know, home-based, you see a lot more, uh, I know I saw on the, the IRS is using gig, the gig economy, everybody's doing a gig, yep. like, the, you know, they're uh, working, you know, self-employed, either, you know, completely or partially, and I think it's going to move more and more towards that, um, and I think that, you know, doing taxes is fine, but, you know, it's, it's great to be able to balance that and work wherever you need to work, you know, I can have a case in anywhere in the country or the world. And I'm not stuck, you know, I don't have to make it back to my cubicle to do taxes tonight. You know, I, yeah. I mean, even right here, I think I think three of the four of us are working from home right now. Rebecca, I assume you're in the GPQ office? I am, I am. So even on this, like, statistic, we got three of the four of us, you know, living the dream, working from home. So, Dr. Sean, talk about living the dream. What are your final parting thoughts on this for everybody watching, making this pitch and hearing from what Rebecca and Zach had to say? Sure. So probably I, it, it's a part A and a part B, right? So the part A is the uh, wrap up thoughts, right? Is that the whole concept of work-life balance is a hot topic every year, but, but the whole topic is almost always focused either on the audit side or the tax side. And by artificially narrowing that conversation only to audit and tax is a uh, disservice right, to the folks that are entering the workforce and people that are already in it, right? Because right? there are so many different avenues that folks with a accounting background can take that I do think it's very important to have guests on like this and to have these conversations really highlighting the opportunities out there. And then part B is a question that I, that I have to ask, Garrett. Um, have there been questions linked to valuation or forensic cases linked to uh, any cryptocurrencies yet that have yeah 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 I, I want to make one comment too about that work-life balance thing yeah. that I think what a lot of people think is okay I'm an assurance for tax and if I don't like public accounting my option is to go private to find that work-life balance and yeah. I think a lot of times the people aren't understanding the opportunities there they're on the consulting side in order to achieve that outside of sort of the core practices. But your yeah, question was about cryptocurrency. I've had a couple of pieces of cryptocurrency. Nice. Okay, perfect. And we just we just made Dr. Sean's day. So he is yeah. he's happy for like a week now. He's got his he's got his crypto talking. He's good. Nice. So with that, we're out of time, everybody. So Zach and Rebecca, thank you again for being guests. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Don't forget, you can click to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this and you feel like, man, I'm tired of taxes, tired of that grind, I don't want to go through yet another busy season after busy season. It's time for a change. Join the thousands upon thousands of CPAs who specialize in business valuation. Transform your career and your life with the most widely recognized business valuation credential, the Certified Valuation Analyst. To learn more about how to take this plunge, make this pivot, and stop being tired of taxes, Visit the website listed below and enter the discount code C3BV for a special entrepreneurial CPA show offer. Start your path today becoming that superhero Rebecca talked about. 
And as always, we challenge you to take action today to change the world and invest in yourself.